This is Terminal Talk, the audio journal for the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Welcome and thank you for listening. My name is Tom Conboy and I will be discussing the experience of building an HO Model Railroad as well as other model railroad and railroad related topics. This is episode number five. Today on the podcast, I will be discussing Model Railroad Scenery Part 1. For me, scenery is just as important as operating layout. Scenery adds realism to the layout, and after all, it's what led me to take a closer look at the hobby. Back in the mid-1980s, I had purchased an N-Scale train set, and after about an hour of watching the train go round and round, I decided to go to a hobby shop to see what else I could do with this little loop of track. While visiting my local hobby shop, I noticed a book with a beautiful photo of a model railroad scene. This was Dave Ferry's book, How to Build Realistic Model Railroad Scenery, First Edition. I read that book from cover to cover many, many times, and I've used it so much that the pages are starting to wear as well. I also purchased a copy of Model Railroader magazine. It was the June 1987 issue. And it wasn't too long after reading Model Railroader and Dave Ferry's book that I decided to become a subscriber to Model Railroader magazine. In the last 23 years, scenery products have greatly improved in both quantity and quality. Woodland Scenics is a company that comes to mind first for many hobbyists. They have been a leader in scenery supplies for several years now, and they do offer a wide variety of products. Even a first-timer can achieve good results using these products. Scenic Express is another scenery material supplier. They've been around now for several years, and they carry many products from European suppliers. European modelers have been blessed with excellent scenery products for several years. Scenic Express provides these wonderful products to American modelers. They continue to offer new products that are on the cutting edge of realism and ease of application. Lifelike and Bachman products are what many people are exposed to when visiting a local hobby shop. In the past, these materials have been inexpensive and very basic. But the problem has been they're not always very realistic. Lately, they have added better looking materials to their line of scenery products. The internet also offers several products for scenery. Many of these manufacturers are cottage industries. They are a one or two person operation and they do offer a variety of scenery materials, figures, and accessories. Many internet scenery suppliers can ship it to you in a couple of days. Don't forget your local hobby shop your local hobby shop can usually order most items you find in the hobby magazines. In my area, most of the stores stock only basic materials. You know, these are products from Woodland Scenics, Bachman, and Lifelike. Some will also carry a few of the European company's products that are available through Scenic Express, but the selection is very basic. I want to look next at Scenery How-To. Your local hobby shop still is a great place to pick up how-to resource books. The internet also provides a wealth of information on scenery, you can use a search engine and type Model Railroad Scenery How-To, and you'll find a lot of unpublished authors who offer various tips and techniques for applying scenery material. You can also find Scenery How-To on my blog at otrr.blogspot.com. If you look on the right-hand side of the page, you'll find other Model Railroad blogs and web pages which offer scenery tips and techniques. There are also Model Railroad discussion boards, and these are great places to ask questions. Although you will need to watch out for the trolls, Troll is a person who likes to frequent discussion boards and start flame wars. My best advice for that is to ignore them. Photo sites are a valuable resource as well. The two I frequent are Flickr and Picasso Web Albums. Let's take a look at scenery materials on the OT Model Railroad. 
I use a lot of Woodland Scenic products. I really like the ground foam, plaster cloth, clump foliage, fine leaf foliage, which I find the fine leaf foliage to be an excellent product to work with. I also like their adhesives, and I use a few of their tools, such as the foam cutter and some of the foam products they offer. The only downside to Woodland Scenic's adhesives and tools is the price. I think they are a bit expensive. You can find cheaper alternatives that work just as well at other stores, but I do like the convenience of having everything I need in one place. I also use material from Scenic Express. The items from Scenic Express are exceptional. European companies are light years ahead of American manufacturers in product development. In my opinion, their products create more realistic effects. The only drawback is, is you don't find very many of their products in American hobby stores. You do have to order online. This podcast is presented free by podbean.com. I'd like to introduce a new segment on the podcast. I want to call it Podcast Project. And this will be Podcast Project number one. And it's going to be Building Scenery Part One. Maybe you have a layout with track and trains, but you haven't started scenery. I encourage you to take the next step. I know that this step can be very difficult. I have personally struggled in this area. I don't know about you, but I want to get it right the first time. And so a lot of times that prevented me from actually even getting started. But I've learned to get over this fear, and I have found that you just have to get started. Remember, you can always change it if you do not like the results. But first, give it a few days before you change anything. You might not have a layout, but that doesn't mean you cannot build scenery. You might want to consider building a diorama. These can be any size, small or large. These can also be incorporated into a future layout. Make a plan and give it a go. First thing you're going to need to do is you're going to need to decide on a scenery base. Now this can be made from several different materials. A piece of plywood, foam core board, foam insulation. Now this is the blue and pink foam that you find at your local foam building supplier. They usually have one inch and sometimes you can find two inch foam material and both work great. Now if uh, you have trouble finding a two inch material you can also laminate two pieces of one inch foam together and that works well too. You can also use homosote. Uh, this is also sometimes hard to find and it comes in uh, half inch thick sheets and it's great for laying track. You just push the nails in with a nail set and the homosote holds the nails in place. You can also use hardboard or what some people call masonite. You can also use just plain old cardboard. Once you choose your scenery base, decide on what the scene will look like. Make a sketch. Don't worry if you cannot draw. Just get your ideas down on paper. Just do a little doodling and see what you come up with. Use a photograph of a scene. The hobby magazines are a great source for inspiration. But just try not to copy another's work. If you do, make sure to credit the source. Railfan magazines are a great resource. Trains by Kambach Publishing and Railfan and Railroad by Carstens Publishing are two excellent resources. Okay, you have your plans down and now it's time to start building. Let's look at the first step. You need to build any land contours you need. The great thing about foam sheets is they are very versatile. Uh, these can be cut and carved to represent dips and depression in the landscape. The sheets can be stacked to create hills and mountains. You can also create hills and mountains with cardboard strips. 
Cut the cardboard into one half, one inch, or two inch strips. Attach the strips to the scenery base with hot glue. You weave the strips together like you are making a basket. Let's look at the second step. If you use cardboard webbing to make your hills, you will need to cover the webbing with plaster cloth. If you stacked and carved foam sheets, you can skip ahead to step three. Plaster cloth is a material used by doctors to make casts for setting broken bones. Both Woodland Scenics and Scenic Express sell this product. You can also create your own plaster cloth. Mix up a batch of plaster of Paris or Hydrocal and dip paper towel strips into the plaster and place these on the landforms. You can cover the entire scenic base with plaster cloth, but you don't have to because you will be adding a scenic base material in the next step. And let's look at the third step. The third step is to cover the plaster cloth and any uncovered surfaces with scenic base material. Now I want to make a special note here. If you plan on adding a road, you may want to add it now before applying the base material. Roads can be made from cardboard, foam core board, or styrene. If you do place your road now, do not cover the road with the scenic base material. You will do that in a later step. I like to use sculpt mold for the scenic base. sculpt mold is a plaster type product. It dries slower than plaster and you mix it into an oatmeal-like consistency, but not quite as thick as oatmeal. Trial the sculpt mold onto all of the surfaces. This is especially useful to cover the patterns created by the cardboard webbing. You need to let the sculpt mold dry, preferably overnight before moving on to the next step. Sculpt mold will create a rough ground texture. In the next podcast, I will discuss the next step, which is adding additional materials to create a realistic ground texture. Time now for Information Station. I want to share with you some resources related to model railroad scenery. Internet links for this episode can be found on the main page of this podcast, and you can find that at terminaltalk.podbean.com. There are also book resources available. Combot Publishing does have the latest edition of Dave Ferrier's Scenery How-To Book. You can also find earlier copies of his book as well as the latest edition at Amazon and eBay. You can also go to his website, mrscenery.com. You can find some of his older books, which were originally published by Kambach. Now they are downloadable as a PDF file. Some other internet resources you can use is Model Railroader Magazine's webpage. And you can find that at mrr.trains.com. And you can find books as well as downloadable PDFs on this site as well. Dave Ferrari's mrscenery.com website also has some scenery videos, so I want to encourage you to check those out as well. WoodlandScenics.com also offers how-to books and videos, and you can sometimes find these at your local hobby shop. ScenicExpress.com also offers how-to resources as well. Be sure to check out their website. Be sure to check the Terminal Talk podcast main page for this episode's show link. Let's take a look at project updates. The October 2010 small project was not completed. I did not finish the Reagan feed mill kit. I actually barely got started on it. With my wife's recovery from surgery, I now have a little more time to work on the layout. Don't forget to check on my progress. You will find a link to this project on my blog page. Click on the current and past projects tab, which is located below the blog banner, and you will find the link there. This link will lead you to the MRR forums website or you can go straight there to www.kitforums.com and look for the 
My Reagan Feed Mill build thread. Future projects. Besides the Reagan Feed Mill kit, I've been working on a kit bash of a grain elevator. The original kit is from Concor. Straight from the box, this kit doesn't look like the grain elevators in the area I model. I'm adding aluminum corrugated sheet material to the structure. This comes from KNS Engineering. You can also find this project on the OT Model Railroad blog page, and it's under the Projects tab. Scenery adds a level of realism that cannot be achieved on a plain piece of plywood. Be willing to take time to learn how to do it. Remember, it doesn't happen overnight. It will take practice. Don't think you have to get it right the first time. Be willing to make mistakes. More importantly, be willing to learn from your mistakes. Also be willing to share your work, but be ready to take constructive criticism. Many have been in your shoes and are only trying to help you. If you are satisfied with what you have done, then just ignore the comments. If you followed along with the building scenery segment and you gave it a try, I would like to see your work. Feel free to send me photos of what you've done. You can send them to me at otmodellrr at gmail.com. This will conclude this episode of the podcast. Be sure to check back next time when I will be discussing more of what's going on with the Owensville Terminal Model Railroad. Thanks for listening. Royalty-free music for Terminal Talk has been provided by Kevin McLeod at www.incompetech.com.